episode 11 of the Beacon Street Buzz, and we are um, actually sad to inform you we don't have a full house today, as Jimmy and Noah are on a darkness retreat. Um, we, we may be sending them down to the BC High Buzz. It's the end of their rookie deal, so we're very sad to be out without them tonight, guys. I will say I would love to resign both of them. They've been pretty charismatic characters. I don't think we have that kind of cap space. I know, it's, dude. It's the well, issue. You, know who, you know who doesn't have the cap space for a star player is the New York Rangers, who made an excellent move today. A little off topic, but an excellent move today. Vladimir Tarasenko. Jackson's smiling right now. This could be the most so bizarre open to a show we've had. I'm so happy. Well, at least I'm not saying welcome, welcome, welcome. That's a good thing. You just did, though. I mean... What a trade by the New York Rangers. What a trade. Yes. Okay, we don't need to get Speaking of trades, I, I think our best move, you know, because is to move Noah, I think, to the BC Hyde um, buzz. He just doesn't podcast. have the upside. He's not well, he's got character issues, and I think that's the biggest problem. Yeah. No, I actually agree, though, but I say we trade him for a first-rounder to the BU Street. I don't think we can get a first-rounder out of him. Like, let's be realistic. We can get a first-rounder out of Noah. You see how many second-round picks they're throwing around? We Jimmy's too valuable an asset to keep. He could be worth like five or six second round picks. I mean, James Wiseman was worth five second round picks. So was Gary Payton the second. Yeah, I don't. Can we explain NBA? Like, why? Why are there trades like that? Oh yeah, I want a twenty twenty nine first round pick. You're essentially trading for. It's really funny because essentially teams are trading for like fifth graders, and it's like the funniest thing if you think about <laughs> it like that. <laughs> no one drafts twelve. No one. I honestly, I couldn't. I don't really understand it myself. No, it makes sense. I mean, they're only doing it because when, obviously, the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, they traded him straight up for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. That's why all these teams are making these trades. That's why four first-round picks for Rudy Gobert was highway robbery. That's why four first-round picks for uh, Kevin Durant. That might have been a good trade for the Nets. I think it was a really good trade for the Nets. But Well, I mean, if you're going to rebuild, yeah. first round well, <laughs> well, none of this matters because Jimmy and Noah don't have access. They they, they won't be informed because they're on their darkness. Or we are in current talks with their agents, though. So. Yes, we are in current talks with them. Uh, they're just not here today. I'm Giovanni, back with Nick, Timmy, Paul, and Jackson. And we're talking some BC, as we like to do. On, you think that's what we like to do on here, Nick? Like, is that? I think in general we... We, we sometimes like to do like, what we're talking about. You're not going to like what we're going to start off with. Um, pretty much everyone was there. I'll say that to start. Harvard, kid, Harvard students weren't there. Harvard not me. I knew not to go. Timmy, Timmy, well, Timmy was playing basketball. It's not something you should be proud of. You should not be proud of that, Timmy. No, I, I had some, so I had some good hoops. Uh-huh. to go play basketball in the Plex with his Uber driver he met randomly. Which is a great yes. story. Yes. While he missed a great atmosphere, he did not miss a, a win. The Eagles lose to Harvard in, in gut-wrenching fashion after being down 3-1 um, with Matt Coronado for Harvard sniping two, and then they scored the one that got taken back in the really opening seconds of the game, and then they get another one. Posma puts the Eagles at 3-1. And a nice little comeback. Nestorenko and Gautier help with that. And Nestorenko goal was something. I will tell you that that was the highlight of the night, in my opinion, of all the goals. Um, literally just dangled through four guys. And, and then, and then for the that was sick. What was the fifth time in the last six games? The Eagles even know what it w- surrendered like? a goal with under five seconds to go in a period. One yeah. and a half seconds remaining on the overtime clock. They <laughs> gave like, uh, I think the, those last ten seconds, it was depressing. You could see who who's um. I gotta pull up the roster here. Number eleven, Colby Ambrosio. And I know a lot of guys were criticizing him, and I'm that hook on that boat. Early. Yep. Uh, Ambrosio didn't have a good game. Ambrosio, with the play, 10 seconds to go on the clock, and they make the stretch pass. Harvard makes the stretch but pass. But here, here's pass. what I will get. Before you go, go that ahead. stretch pass it was incredible. I, I will give that to him. That was that's arguably the best, best play of the game. Great look. 
Shut, shut up, Timmy. Shut up. However, no. like you saw, Timmy. Ambrosio sat there and puck watched, allowing the winger to get yeah. a start. Yeah. For a head start. For a head start. Not much you can do. made the pass that much easier. Still an incredible pass, but... Ambrosio is clearly at fault. What I think happened was Ambrosio was like, oh, either a, two things happened. A, he looked at the clock, was like, oh, there's not much time, nothing happened. Or B, what I think happened is he got cocky and wanted to play hero puck, as if if somehow we turn he turned that puck over. Ambrosio is wide open from the net. And he's probably, probably he's not going to miss. Exactly. So the thing I noticed is a guy who's more of a casual hockey fan uh, than like than a super fan is that. The biggest problem we had was we just, I mean, that first period, I think we had a, only a couple shots on goal. Yeah. They just we were, kept... We, we got 50 shots on goal, though. It's not like we... No, I mean, first of all, first of all, you have to more. credit the Harvard goalie. But there was a lot of times I felt like we could have got shots Gibson. and we were, we, were, we were too passive. Yeah. There was a couple times uh, on, like, breaks where it was two-on-ones where the guy had the shot, but that he decided he wanted to make one more pass, and it got turned over. And I feel like that's happened a lot this season. I don't know if you guys have noticed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, look, um, that first period was horrible. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, we were I, – I don't know what his deal is, but our coach uh, – what's – Greg Brown. Yeah, Greg Brown. Sorry, I was thinking Jerry York. I was like, that's him. Jerry Brown. Right, Jerry York. <laughs> he, um, I don't know what his deal was, but he was cycling lines way too fast. He would dump the puck in, and instead of chasing, he would just cycle the line, put a new line out there, get fresh legs. I didn't understand that. He kept doing that throughout the entire first period. And even when we were chasing the puck, it was out of the offensive zone. We really didn't have any offensive possession other than that one like minute span in the first period. And it was, it was an issue. And that's, and that's the point I want to make about the, the last seconds of overtime is he changed with nine seconds to go. On the, which, which is probably, look, you can't stall in hockey like you can in basketball I, and take the last shot. I know, I, before, before anyone grabs on Gio, I, I actually don't think they changed. I've been looking back at it. I think Ambrosio just puck watched. It looked like I changed. thought it was it a change. Looked, I thought they changed lines. The way I did read there. something on, I, been, I was just in misery and defeat, so I didn't, I didn't go back and rewatch it, but I just was reading on Twitter, they, the they were changing. Yeah, so I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise. And also, if, if they were changing, why? That makes, look at the That's clock, exactly. there is no time no to change. Like, what's point the point of changing? Surefire way to end up on a two-on-one, just like we saw. Exactly. And have a pass like that. Yeah, the one thing, you know, Gio mentioned it, and I was, I had talked to, I talked to Gio about it after the game, was... I was shot. I, I guess, in that situation in basketball, I think we got the puck... We had the puck behind our own net with about like 30 seconds left. And in my head, I thought they should have just held the puck for the last shot. But you can't really do that. But I guess, is that not something you can do in hockey? Because, I mean, they took that last shot with maybe like nine seconds left. Realistically, they took the shot. The pass went off with about four to go. Yeah, whatever it was, right? In my head, they should have just held the puck in their zone or whatever and then tried to run a play. With with just nine with nine seconds left, start running the play, and if if you screw up, you screw up. You go to the shootout, no. but you don't lose. Complete opposite way. Yeah, Basketball I, and hockey, you take, take the puck, puck you, you take those, those ten, 10 seconds, seconds, you just yeah. camp it in the in the zone. You get, basketball, I know you got you got to run the play. You can hold it until you have the last shot, but you can't really do that yeah. in hockey. Also, I will say I think he took the shot in fear, especially in overtime. You see this in the NHL a lot. It is very. It's not hard to change possession, but you'll see teams change possession over one period span. So they'll get the puck and then they'll instantly get the rebound, and then they'll recycle, get the puck instantly rebound, and then here there was no one chasing the rebound, and that's where we faltered. Um, there was a guy forward checking, which that was the right move, but again, Ambrosio just sitting there. That 
kills it because the other guy just slips behind him. Next thing you know, Harvard defenseman makes a beautiful 150-foot pass play off the boards, may I add, right onto the other tape. You knew he was going to bury it. And it just, it was bad. Moving on from the overtime, it was... Also, wait, hold on. I'll give it. I'll, I'll give it Lucas. Lucas Gustafson almost had that puck too. He almost blocked he that puck. I thought he played a. I thought. That's part I thought of, he played a brilliant game. That's part game. of why this is so hard for everyone because you just feel for those guys out there. I mean, even Ambrosio. Well, again, I, mean, I, I think I think uh, Goose played a terrific game. Two assists. Yeah. Was playing really, really great defense. He start, He, you know, I think he's absolutely starting to become. He's going to be a really important. Piece for this team next year. I think everyone knew that already. Yeah, but I, I think that shows yeah, really his strong impact. Player on the defense. His, it, I mean, and on, on that last play, he gave it his all to try to stop that cross. Yeah, and you see him, and, and that picture of him and Benson just laying down in the. Net, I mean, it just it's a, it's a theme of the night. It's a great defense. Theme of this season, really, with that whole game of you know really fighting to stay in contests. You know, even ones where they're not playing well, and then just surrendering goals in the waning seconds of periods. It's really just something that no, it's all year. bad. Um, moving on, do you want to say one more thing? Yeah, no, I'm going to transition into where this team stands now. So, obviously... I was going to talk a little bit more about the game. You want to go? Yeah, I... Jackson, Mike and George. Mike and George. All right, the game. We're going to touch up on the first period. Uh, second period, I thought, was the most competitive period of them both. Uh, BC and BU both had some chances. Um, I'll break down the goals. I don't know how BU scored the first goal. I think it was just some tipping goal. Second goal was on the power play for Harvard. Um, oh, I said BU. Sorry, Harvard. Um, second Harvard goal was it was a cross crease to one timer. That 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 there was no chance for Benson. Uh, we then followed up. Did we did we score on a power play or was that? I believe possibly got a power play goal. Yeah, that was a power play. Oh, yeah, so then we followed up with a power play goal of our own. Um, don't know. Oh yeah, no, that was also another. I, we were on the far corner side, so I didn't really see how that went in. But I do remember them digging at the puck and it just popped up and went in the net basically. The goal that really killed us, I think, though, was that third Harvard goal by um, Coronado. That was a um, not, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Look, he got the cross piece. Benson was shifting over. However, he hesitated to shoot it at first. And Benson got in position. What I understand is Benson knew immediately, too, he should have had this goal. Went right under his arm, and Benson really wasn't in the proper position. And you can tell by Benson's body language after that it was just it was a killer. And then... Um, Moving on from that, third period, um, all BC. More of the fact that Harvard decided to shift their game plan to more defensive as they had the lead, I think. People tend to forget about that. But, I mean, we dumped pucks on that. I, I don't how many shots do we have? It was, uh, 52, 52 is the final count. Yeah, I think we had at least 25 in that period. Yeah, easily, easily. I mean, just... just I think, no, I think the number was 26. It was some crazy number. So, yeah, and then... Obviously, Trevor Kuntar makes a beautiful play, uh, splits through the defense, makes a 3-2, and then, like I said, Cutter did not have a good game. I mean, I know we talk about it. Yeah, he, he had a nice goal. That was a really nice goal. But, again, he, you can tell that the way he was skating. He just really wasn't – it just seemed like he wasn't giving his all, especially until the last five minutes where he started skating around. He got this goal. You know, it seemed like he was trying – win puck battles, which is something he's got to do as a big, stronger guy. So again, if we want to knock anyone for this game, we're going to knock Benton, but not, not as much as other people are, only because it, it is still, a, again, it's a hockey game too, and sometimes pucks like that go in. It was, I mean, look, it was a tough road going into Monday. 
it now becomes an even tougher mode of uh, road, excuse me. Probably your only way in is the automatic bid in the toughest conference in America. Yeah, or if you somehow, if you win out, basically, honestly, is how Which you would include. You could get, yeah. you could. I wouldn't even necessarily that. You need to win out, basically, the rest of the regular season, plus have a good showing in the hockey. The schedule, which includes teams like Maine and UConn and BU again on Monday, so the probability of that. Now that was the one good thing that again. We got BU for round. Yeah, by the way, BU. If you listen to this podcast, quit. Quit chirping on us. You're not playing. All right? You people listening to this Boston College podcast. <laughs> you know, you, you, you hear me now. <laughs> no. Um, I, I just didn't. I mean, obviously, if. I don't know why BU and Northeastern fans were there that early. Was that early? They were there in the middle of the third. It just shows how much, how much we need in the city. You know? yeah. 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 No, but. um. Obviously, anytime you play BU, huge game. Happy it turned out this way, and we beat them once earlier in the season. Even though we're in a different spot now, I think we 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 could have a chance at it again. Beat them again, one game. We'll see. I mean, but I have an issue. I have an issue with this. Okay. The amount of people, and I know you you're included yourself, Gio, selling their tickets for this game. Okay. Well, well my situation. All right. I'm. My tickets are in the northeastern section, so it's is monetary value. So you move. I, I will move because I'm probably keeping a keep one of the tickets. However, however, I do see the people are selling the tickets for this game, and it is an inherent morale like defeater if you go to the bean pot and you see them losing that way, especially in the way that they did. It is. I will say though, it is a little understandable from the people selling their tickets standpoint. Listen, I'm, I always resell. I'm a Rangers, I'm going. Rangers fan. I have all my Rangers tickets. I resold oh, now, for the oh, playoffs. Oh, now you're going? Oh, now, Timmy? You look, look I had tickets to the finals. I bet on my boys. Did They, they didn't make it to the final, but I'm still going to go. I'm, still, I'm going for the, for the bronze medal. Medal's a medal. If we, if we won going to the finals, obviously that's a different story. But if we were not playing BU here, then I kind of understand it, but the BU game is always big. I, I feel think like also to that point that people see, you know, how we, especially how we promote BU, how we've played the last two times against BU. Nine six seems like an afterthought right now, right? Hey, maybe it's just that I'm I'm a super fan, and maybe I think we should is, we should Paul. back the team twenty four seven. Maybe you want to get another hot dog. Which, what was your thought on the TD Garden hot dog? I, uh, that was enormous, enormous. Okay, I, but I don't I don't know how they. Do. I think it's yeah. Go ahead, Timmy. I say we I say we stop looking down on the beanpot loss and start looking at the beanpot win. We won three nothing versus Harvard. I don't know. I don't know what game you guys you guys saw, but I saw. Wait, I saw us one. I saw us win three nothing. Beanpot gets the revenge on Harvard. Caleb Barnes scores the opener, and congratulations to them. They will be in the beanpot finals. Got to pack Conti. Got to pack Conti. Pack Conti. We need it. Okay, no one was there when we desperately. I'm guilty desperately. of it too because it was on a bad day. But you know what? Next Monday or next whatever it is, Tuesday, I think it's Tuesday. I will be there. I will be watching. She's <laughs> has a bad time. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I should I should have went to the bean pot. I was I was in a pretty heated debate about. Uh, can we have this debate? For you a want, bit? No, we're not having the LeBron Jordan debate. Uh, Boston come on, we're not having a debate, but LeBron. We're not having a debate, but we are gonna debate one thing about BC hoops. Uh, how far can they go? Earl Grant has got these guys buzzing. Well, not much you lose to Syracuse. <laughs> game they shouldn't have lost. The game they shouldn't have lost. But look, when Jesse Edwards puts up 27 points, you know, it's hard. And then last night, they beat Virginia Tech for the season sweep of the Hokies <laughs> in a hard place to play at that. Blacksburg is notoriously difficult for road teams, and they get a six-point win, double-double from Post. Almost, almost choked it. And so let's go to Syracuse first, Nick. Take us through that. So, well, Okay. I gonna, think it's a tale. Of, it's a tale of two games. Hold, hold on, Nick. Are we going to discuss the elephant in the room here? 
Um, who I don't m- see an album. Mr. Colada was rooting for on Saturday. Oh. Oh. That was terrible. I can explain this a little bit. My that was terrible. His father, he's basically his father went to Syracuse. He was a Syracuse head all, all his entire life. My entire life rooting for Syracuse basketball. And I'll say, it's a good point. It's hard when you root for a team like one of your own. Like, I have two pro- favorite pro teams, and Syracuse basketball was right up there for my entire life before I came here. So... It's hard, hard to give that up. You don't see me rooting for Cornell basketball, though, do you? Well, Cornell basketball stinks. <laughs> you root for Cornell hockey, well, don't you? Yeah. You root for Cornell hockey. We have yeah, actually one of our one of our big listeners goes to Cornell, whatever the point guard's Christopher name is. Christopher Mannon. Christopher Mannon. Mannon. Great guy. And, Does and not like us. Great memory, Gio. That was impressive. Jesus. I thought Gio said that. I did say that. Well, we both said that, actually. Anyway. And also, coming from the guy who's got 197 countries in his head. So it's a tale. It really was, like I said before, a tale of two games. Uh, the Syracuse game, uh, they played really well early on. Uh, they kept it close for the first thirty minutes of the forty minutes. Actually, I'd say up to thirty-five. Yeah. The problem was they they had a couple leads. They couldn't make any runs. They still, you know. Well, that's why it's a tale of two games, because they still weren't making threes, right, which has been a big problem for them all, all right. season. And frankly, and frankly, and here's the thing I do want to talk about between the two games, is, is Quinton Post, there's two things about the two games, Quinton Post and uh, our three-point shooting. Chaz Kelly. Well, Chaz Kelly, we can talk about Chaz Kelly after. Chaz. Chaz, Chaz Kelly's the GOAT. That's why he's the GOAT! The GOAT! CK3. We love Chaz Kelly here on the Beacon Street Bus. But the problem with Post, who's a great player, and I don't want to really dis- uh, disparage him, but it does seem to me like he just, for being a seven-footer, he's not a great interior defender. He's not a great interior presence. Mm. He got uh, the crap kicked out of him by Syracuse's seven-footer. What's his name? Um, Edwards. Edwards. Jesse Edwards. Thank you. And he got the crap beat out of him. What did you say, 27 27.7 rebounds and two like, assists. Like, and Post had a great game, yeah. but he could not defend that guy the entire Post time. Post is 18 against Syracuse, most minutes played in, since his return. And, and he's, so he got a lot of reps against Edwards. he's great, but he just, he just can't defend a big guy. And then last night, we had, I think, one block, and it wasn't him. Was it Pena? Uh, I, think it, I think it was Mac- I think it was Ashton Langford. Oh, wow. It was Mackay. So... You look, you look at that, and you say to yourself, "I get why they're struggling." Because sometimes you watch them, and you look at, and you're like, "Yeah, if they made threes, that's a big reason." But they did make threes last night, and it still wasn't. They still weren't blowing them out. They had a fit, uh, twelve point lead at one point. I mean, not only blowout, not only like Boston only shot fifty percent from three. Um, Virginia Tech shot thirty percent from three. That's the thing. That's Jim, Jimmy would be going crazy in here right now. Yeah, we sh- shot. We're on his darkest retreat. We shot one of our best games of the season. Virginia Tech shot one of their closer, one of their worst games of the season, and it was still a six-point game. And because you're watching, because you're watch- they get to the hole every time, and Post is doing nothing about it. Post yeah. fouled out last night too. He can't. He has a problem. He's done that a lot of time. He gets in foul trouble all the time. And I think Quentin Post is a great player, and I think he's going to play great in I don't know Spain. Yeah, I mean he had. 24 points. He missed he's five shots. Great. I mean, he had double double. I mean, he's, he was perfect he's from great. three. And also, I'd like to add, he is, um, actually, I found out this morning from one of the, my friends who's on my floor who does, takes photos for the team. Quinn Post is eligible for another year, too. 
So he can, true. he can come back for next year. That's dope. Well, he's definitely going to come back. Um, he's definitely going to come back. Yeah. So, but he needs he needs to he for needs the title to, run. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Actually, they they you know what next year. I mean, they're losing a few guys. I didn't, I didn't say that as a joke. Six eight guard from IMG coming in next year. But I really like, I really like their team, and I really like the coach. But I've said that so many times on this podcast that I can't count. So uh, here's, here's what I want to say. One point about the three point shooting. We said in an earlier show, I can't remember what episode it was, but Nick, you said that Earl Grant, his just his style is to get guys open, and you see guys getting open all the time. Last night, just the, not even last night. Even against Syracuse, we took a lot of threes. We're a team that shoots the three inherently. But look what happens when you hit them. You hit 12 threes last night. As Timmy said, you shoot 50% from dark. Like, when you're shooting like that and they're going down, those are 36 points right there that give you the win in a six-point game in a very hard place to play. Well, that's a great job multiplying that number. Great, three. great math. But, that was quick math right there. Thank uh, you. Well, it was about third-grade math, but regardless... <laughs> um, I, like I said before, the coach can get you open, but you ha- the, it's up to the players to, to make the shot. And Chaz, who was 4 for 7, had the highest percentage on the team, 17 off the bench. What do we want to talk high. about Chaz? Because I think, I think Chaz... I the, think Chaz... I don't, I've been the Chaz Kelly game was an experience, especially watching... Good for him. Good for well, you watch Zachary go down, and you're like, we're screwed. And he, Chaz comes out and almost immediately... Oh, knocks out a couple. Do we have freshman? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard. I haven't anything heard anything new. New, but Zachary. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be a big problem. And then one more thing before we oh, to um. Well, we'll talk about Zachary a little bit. His, even before this injury, his defense has been. Let me let me check. Uh, check. He has been oh. playing incredibly on the defensive side of the ball. Zachary's been playing really well in these past couple of weeks. He's been someone I've been noticing not only on defense but also on offense. Oh, yeah. Getting into the post he and put up 14 against Syracuse. Yeah, getting into the post, facilitating that way has been huge. So when I was um watching the Clemson game, I didn't get to go. I had too much work. But I watched it on my TV as I was doing work. They loved the announcers loved to mention um actually they they highlighted Zachary a lot. They seemed to love his game, his two-way style. It just uh, they, they were saying he was when he was on, off the court, it hurt the offense. He's too. a sophomore. Yeah, exactly. And you look at the class coming in next year. You never know. No, it's a bright future for this team. They got a league, Prince of League Bay. Well, they got Chad Kelly. Quinn Post got another year. I don't know. Training. Look so, at. Did we see that facility? That yeah, the facility looks today? great. Um, basketball pavilion now open on Campanella Way. Hopefully, we'll get the signs. Phase one. To go. Phase one. Phase one. More to come. Phase one. Um, but you know what? Hey. It's the start. Nick, go ahead with your update. So I do, I have our Jane Zachary update and pretty much exactly what I said. Uh, according to Jeff Goodman, uh, Zachary's x-rays on his right leg were negative and it's likely a bone bruise. He's day to day. I'm sorry, did you say John Heyman? I said very good uh, Jeff Goodman. Oh, okay. Jeff Goodman's a great source, Jeff actually. Jeff Goodman is this, a this terrific college basketball Arson sport. Judge for the win. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so it looks like he'll probably... He'll probably play uh, NC State. Big, big game against NC State. NC State so, yeah. ranks. ranks. Are they right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, it doesn't matter. What's their ranking? They are. 22nd. They were 22nd or 21st last night. Yeah. And was VT ranked last night or no? No. They were, but they have been ranked and they have a winning record. And yeah, actually, they're, they're not playing great. But uh, regardless, uh, this game this weekend is really, in, is, you know, it, it's weird because, like, big game, right? But also, no matter how many games BC really wins on the stretch, they're not going to make the tournament. Yeah. So, so it, ha- it all comes down to the ACC. But if you, again, if you play NC State tough, that means you pretty much played every team besides Virginia tough. We get Virginia one more time. If you play Virginia tough, then there's no reason. If they can prove that they can play every team tough, 
There's no reason they can't make a run in the ACC tournament. Exactly. Now, now it's the time to start getting hot. Now it's the time to start hitting your shots. I, I mean, they are too. Yeah, we've been playing well these well, last couple games. Got to keep this going. Got everyone healthy. Get Zachary back. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm a. I remember watching actually during one of my lacrosse games last year, watching us lose to U Miami. Um, that was bad because of the way the end it right it was just a miss it was a mislap well you have a so i can't remember it might be Chase zachary i missed the floater on on our end i can't remember who i thought it was langford it was langford yeah it was langford i think it was zachary before you said you said but uh but langford misses the layup and it's a long it's very honestly this team this team fights we've said very funny about that play it is very similar to the the harvard play or at least in the beat yeah yeah we miss a shot in the last second and they throw it all the way down the court to win it. So yeah. uh, I want to make before we move on. Wait, before, before, before you go, so is that what I finished what I was saying? So you highlight that we get to the semis against U Miami, still don't make it. I know we didn't have as good as regular season, but does us playing competitively against all these teams? It, do we have to win the ACC tournament to get that yes. auto bid? Yes, you or have to. Is there a shot no. potentially? There's no. no. Okay. ACC's no, we lost to. Who did we lose in the third game of season two? Does anyone remember? We lost to Tarleton. Uh, Tarleton and then... Um, oh, it was like some team in Indiana, I think. It was some terrible. Detroit Mercy. Uh, I don't no, we beat Detroit Mercy. And we lost to Maine. We lost to Maine. Maine was the team. Maine. Right. Maine, we lost so you can't to lose to Maine and then play Detroit Mercy one, one uh, you know, one a one-score game. And also... And also, still not be like what are they, six and eight in the ACC. It's not like they're. Yeah. It's not like I think they're, they're. I thought they were split even. No, no they're, they're like eight, six and eight. And, uh, Twelve and thirteen overall. Which is like not terrible. I mean, it's pretty much. <coughs> if you told me this year we were going to play about five hundred ball, I'd be pretty. Sad. Be, yeah, that's a lot better than you yeah. told. I want to make one more note before we move on to uh, women's lacrosse. Timmy, you said Prince of Leeds, right? Um, he played thirty-three minutes against Syracuse, and then twenty-seven last night against Virginia Tech. We said in an earlier show that he fouled out. By the way, so he did foul out. That's so a big. That's a big reason why he didn't play the last four mm, or five minutes of the game. No, no, it was like the last two minutes. But um, to your note, that freshman, that freshman on other teams do not play this much. Prince is look. He, did he struggle a little bit last night? Maybe not from three, but did he struggle a little bit last night for what he normally does? I'd say so. But when you're playing that many minutes in a two-game span. And then going back, he's getting 18, 19 minutes for most of the season. That's a lot for a freshman to play in their first year. Yeah, but he also got seven rebounds last night. I, I, I've, I've thought he's been a really good. Uh, I've thought he's been a really good defensive forward. I think he rebounds. I think he rebounds the ball terrifically for a guy who's, what is he six seven? I think. Yeah, six seven, six eight, somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. So he rebounds the ball terrifically for for a guy who's who's about average NBA height. Um, Average, uh, a little taller than college height. Um, usually college guys are a little bit shorter, but still, he rebounds the ball really well. He plays good defense, and he never was... The key The key to him last night, and what you like to see, was he was never, despite the fact that he wasn't scoring the ball, his head was never out of the game, yeah. and he was mm-hmm. always in it. And down the stretch, when they needed a couple threes from him, he was right there to take them. He's really strong and really physical. I mean, he's a big, he's a big dude. He's 225. Yeah, That's big. That's a that's a really important like, part on defense saying, and rebound. Yeah, I mean it's a tough stretch for this team coming up. You get NC State and then you get Virginia at home on Wednesday night. That's the sixth or eighth team in the country right now. Probably the best team in the conference. You just gotta play them tough. That's all you all you can ask for is to play them tough. You know, 
And if if BC you know, wants to start winning, a team that they should look at, who's about to start their season, of course, mm-hmm. women's lacrosse, third ranked Eagles. Yes, what a, second you know, in the ACC poll. It's exciting. Looking, it's exciting. Here's what I didn't know. I did the research for the show. I like having a team that wins. I like Eagles. having a team that we know is going to be good and we can be proud of right away. Well, we know. I agree. I agree. The well, women's hockey, women's hockey is winning right now. So the we pres- they're not like they're not like ranked or anything, yeah, but they're basketball. playing good ball. They're playing good puck. I don't know what you would say. Puck. Yeah, but they're playing good puck. Right? They're playing good puck right now, and we're pretty stoked about that. But I mean, you just said they're playing well. But you know. women's lacrosse is actually supposed to be nationally good. Supposed to compete for a championship. Couple all Americans. We don't get that at BC competing no, for a championship. We don't. We don't Here's get what that. I didn't know. Should we cut off Geo again, or <laughs> should we let him talk? Uh, no, Gio, please. No? What, did you, what didn't you know? What didn't you know? <laughs> Here's what I didn't know going into this, uh, at least doing the research for this segment, was that the Eagles have been to the NCAA championship. This would be their sixth time in a row. Only won once, unfortunately. But yes, they've been there. This would be six times in a row. Jesus, we're like the Bills. Yeah, low key, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Scott Norwood. Yeah, I mean, so. that's going to hurt, though, if you're. If you're, imagine you're, uh, all four years you've made the. Was there any? Was no, there so, so they, no, it just no, wasn't. Charlotte have made it every year, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, Charlotte North wasn't. Charlotte North had a different story. She was at UNC, never actually played, and ended up transferring here. Then I think she she lost well, we her first did. year, only won we, her second year, and together. lost her third year. Only became the best uh, women's lacrosse player of all time. That's all right, though. That's, that's what? I said that's what we do. That's what we do. We recruit players like that. We make them stars. That's what we do. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get some women's lacrosse here. Um, again, before we start, nationally ranked team. They're supposed to do something. But you look at the teams in front of them, they're also supposed to do things. The teams behind them, they're also supposed to do things. It's a weird position for PC, to be fair. But, ranked third overall. Two teams ahead of them, UNC. They're obviously going to be the undisputed number one team. And Maryland, that too, who I believe Maryland won the... Yes, Maryland won the national championship last year. Beat us by one. Oh, no, no, uh, that was UNC that beat us last year. I'm pretty sure we beat no, UNC. I think Maryland lost to... You mean, or do we lose in the set? No. It doesn't. I think they're always there. there. They're, they're a powerhouse. Well, I guess yeah. my question is, uh, do you think you have the schedule pulled up right now? I, I have. I don't have the schedule pulled up. We open, but oh, I do know we. Yeah, if we could see, I, I'm curious if they have anyone before conference play. Any, any. They have USC on Saturday. So yeah, USC. So to let me get into what I'm saying. You look at the teams around them. That one on mute. You got. They're playing. Maryland, UNC is ahead of them. Going to be hard to pass them. And then you got Northwestern behind them. Syracuse, Rutgers, Florida. They'll be tailing hard. Um, USC ranks 18th in the nation. They are historically actually a very good women's lacrosse program. They do have a very good club lacrosse program for men's, if that accounts for anything. Um, no. It doesn't. But uh, there's, a lot of, there's been a lot of transition where when teams have cl- good club teams, you can see... Their women's team's typically very good as well. You look at South Carolina. You look at. Uh, okay. Let's move on. Uh, okay. Who are, who are some of the players? So you look at. Oh, yeah. So you look at that we're expecting yeah. a lot from. Them. So again, losing Sean North is. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Paul, Paul did not know Paul not Charlotte North. I'm sitting here because like, women's lacrosse is my forte, but I know like came in, coming in here, Charlotte North. Yeah, she was, was traded for future consideration. Yeah. No, no. She, 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 <laughs> no, she graduated. I heard nothing that was just said, but I... I, I what is she... What is, does she... Does she... Is there a, she had a graduate year that she used last year, and she's since... What is she... Is she going to go play in a league now? What is she... Probably. Or is she just, is she just uh, out in the workforce? I don't know if there's a professional women's lacrosse league. Which is... Yeah, been, uh, I, mean, I mean, sure there is. But. Well, could I guess you could play? It, it's, is it in the Olympics? 
Yes. No, yeah, yeah. You see a lot of international tournaments. You'll probably go around to like the country and like yeah. do these little clinics, and that's how a lot of these stars get a lot of money for lacrosse. Because again, yeah, big names, not, and big, big names in this yeah. small well, sport. It'd be weird to see her like in like a nine to five. I feel like BC's got a couple All Americans to start. Um, for first team, they got uh, J- I'm gonna butcher your last name, uh, Jen Mid- Majid. I t- Majid. Majid. There you go. Uh, Bell Smith. Bell Smith is has uh, been the number two at this team. For, no, Bell uh, Smith. <laughs> been the number two on this team for a while. Uh, second team, you got Cindy Scales. Uh, third team, how do you pronounce that one? Schiller. Uh, Scales. Oh, okay. Schleicher, you got Holly Schleicher at 13. Wow, that was impressive, Jackson. Thank you. I will mention Cassidy Weeks and Caleb Martello. Um, waiting. No, okay, I thought you were going to correct me for some reason. No, 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 no. You, you pronounced Martello correctly. Right, yeah, surprised Gio didn't pronounce that one, but yeah, you got that. Oh God! Oh, no, now that. he's gonna go off into a tan, a tangent <laughs> about his town in Italy and his Nona and oh my God! And then all of them, Grandma Pina Colada. Grandma Pina Colada. What a name! Uh, all of them, other than Martello, are also all ACC. Look, this team is star-studded. They've got a lot of incoming freshmen too that are supposed to be very good. Um, you can't go out and lose to USC to start. Yeah. It's a game that you should win confidently by four or five. And also, uh, USC is good, though. I will. Jackson, to your point, like, I think you made a few shows ago. Dude, we can't go watch this. And I'm, do, I'm, I'm no. doing games. Yeah. Yeah. No, keep going. Sounds sound like a sponsor, but okay. What do we say? But none of us are going to be able to watch this. No, so, unfortunately, because it's cold out. Wait, it's not. Why, why is it not going to be on TV? No, it will be on TV. It will be on TV. ESPN Plus. I think that's so. I think we talked about this, though, how stupid that is. So, so for those interested in watching any form of men's or women's lacrosse, which is probably not a lot of you, um, unfortunately, you, if you have ESPN Plus, you're, you have every game. You have access to almost every game. Are you, sp- are you sponsored? No. I'm just saying. Go use ESPN Plus. Also, Inside Lacrosse tends to have a link to live stream it, too. So, you can also go to them on Instagram. Tend to post on their story. You could also go on, like, crack streams if we're talking about live streaming stuff. But, no. Um, there, there's no women's lacrosse <laughs> crack streams. <laughs> no, there's, there's no, no, like, streaming. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no college lacrosse streams on, on, uh... Oh. They're, all, they're usually on YouTube, actually, because oh, okay. there's not, not a lot of people are stopping YouTube, YouTube streams for college lacrosse. They don't get the. Oh. I actually checked one time because I wanted to watch like a co- like a, a college baseball game, and I was sadly disappointed that no, uh, no one else cared about BC college baseball but me. No. So. I mean, they they uh, we'll talk about it next week because they don't play they don't play till next weekend. Really? Pepperdine. Let's talk about it. I yeah, I'm gonna talk about it because I'll, well, I'll probably be covering the game. So. Oh nice. For who? What's up? <laughs> who are you covering the game for? The Heights, probably. Mm. Which is mm. student college mm. mm. 501c3 for tax designation. <laughs> anyway, so... Go women's lacrosse! Yeah! Essentially what we're saying, we're saying is all our hope is on women's lacrosse. We hope that baseball and softball do well. They're not expected to. But we'd, um, love, if, we'd love if women's but, lacrosse won a championship so that we had something. Essentially is what we're saying. Here's the thing. Women's lacrosse does eventually go outside in about a month or so. And I've heard a lot of word. Oh, oh, that's going to get rowdy. You know it's going to get rowdy. Tailgate those games. Uh, that's our show. Which, thank you. For- oh, no. Thank it'll you, probably wait, the like before record. we get off, also, uh, thank you all for 1,000 followers on yes, Instagram. Oh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs>
that was really cool. And are we at are we at ten TikTok followers yet? We have like sixteen. So shout out to sixteen. Shout out to sixteen TikTok followers. Supporting the number one podcast in the country for ten or more listeners. We're very proud. Oh yeah. I think the number was sixteen. About. Nah, I'm Butchergrass now. We can't tell that. But um, I'll leave you guys with one final note. Don't sell your bean pot tickets unless you're making fifty profit. That's it for today. Thank you for joining us. I guess we gotta end on that.